Okay, let's go. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Daf Tes Zayin, and we're starting five lines down. First word on the line, Ubishtar. I will not be here tomorrow or the next day. I'll be posting Shiurim um, uh, over the course of the next two days. I have no idea when. We'll figure it out. Says the Gemara Bishtar, how do we know that an Eved can be nicknamed Bishtar? Says the Gemara, Minola, Amar Ula, Amar Krab, because the Pasuk says, Yimacheres, Yikachlo. That if he were to have an Ama Iriya, and if he were to marry her, and then, Yimacheres, Yikachlo, if he were to take another wife, Yikisha Hakasu, Yikisha The Ama Iriya is compared to another woman, to a regular woman. Ma'acheres, Mekanya Bishtar. Just like a regular woman can be nicknamed Bishtar, first off of the Masechta. So to have Ama Iriya, Mekanya Bishtar, and that serves as our first Marimakum. We have an answer as to why a star works for Amah Yivrim. Says the Gemara, that kind of works. That when a star for the Amah is written, Amah Yivrim is written when it's Adon Kosvo. When the master, when the guy who's buying the Amah Yivrim writes a letter, writes the, writes the star to the father of the Amah Yivrim. Very similar to Aksuba. But if the father were to be the one who writes his daughter away, that's not the model of Aksuba, Michael and Neymar. And after all, we know that this is a machlokas as to what the uh, phraseology was uh, in the Shtar of an Amahibria, because as the Gemara says, the Itmar, the Amorim, argued this Shtar Amahibria Mikosu, who was the author of. Of the Shtar of Amo Ibria. Do we say Rahuna Amar Adon Koswa that the master wrote it, in which case it's similar to marriage? Or do we say no, Rav Chizda Amar Av Koswa that the father writes it, in which case the star is not similar to marriage? And Hanicha the Rahuna, when it's written similar to marriage, and Ella the Rav Chizda Maikala Meymar. So the Gemara says that according to Rav Chizda, the way that we could understand how the star would work is based on another Pasuk, Amar Avacha Bar Yaakov Amar Kra, Lo Avadim, that you do not go out like the way that Avadim go out. Aval. When you do get, when you go in, aval nicknames hiki kenyan avadim, but a star does work on the way in, like a regular kenyan of avadim for the amaha ibria. So, my nihu, that's a star. The Gemara says, Ve'ema, perhaps we can say that the second half of the drush is different. That when the Pasuk says, avadim, we don't say that she should therefore be nicknames bishtar. Maybe we should say, Aval chazaka. That perhaps there's some kind of chazaka that would establish her uh, to be a spouse. Amarkra, that can't be. Because that there's a nachala of osam of them to the children after you. Osam, that's when we're talking about non-Jewish avadim bechazaka, below acher bechazaka, but the Jews cannot be purchased bechazaka. Ay ve'ema osam bishtar, below acher bishtar. Maybe we should say that only the goyim can be purchased bishtar, but Jews can't be purchased bishtar. Says the Gemara, that can't be, because aksiv lo tseitzei kseitzei avadim, as we already saw. The Pasuk says, lo tseitzei kseitzei avadim, and it has to be similar to a shtar. Says the Gemara, but I could have learned it both ways. I could have learned that that Pasuk was talking about a shtar or a chazaka, o ma rois. Why did you learn it this way, that it's a Star. Gemara provides a couple of answers. Mistab star makes more sense to say that what the Pasuk was teaching about Lo was about a star because why? Because a star is used as a get to undo a marriage. Therefore, a star is used uh, to, to get into marriage. And the same should be true for Amo Ibria. Says the Gemara, I could argue the exact opposite, that Chazaka Havale the Ribuye, that we should have learned the Pasuk of Lose Tzeketzei Sohavadim that is talking about a Chazaka, Shekein Kone ben Hager, because in regards to the Nichse Hager, when a Ger dies, he has no family, because he's a Ger, he's not related to his previous 
his previous family, and the people are allowed to take their properties. Bechazaka, and Chazaka works, says the Gemara. You're right that it works over there in regards to Kenyan of Nichse Hagir, but Beishus Mihas, when it comes to the world of Ishus, we never see that a Chazaka works lo Ashkechan. And because of that, says the Gemara, therefore, when the Pasuk says, lo avodim, it means to say that because it's not even reasonable, there is no precedent for Chazaka mm-hmm. working by a marriage. We therefore assume that when the Pasuk says, lo avodim, that it's talking about a star, and therefore, whether or not you hold like Rav Huna or you hold like uh, Rav Chizda, either way, we have a way of teaching that a star can be, it can be the reason why an Amah Ibriya is married. And halfway down on Tezayin, the Gemara says, Yibayisem, or perhaps I can say, Lahachi ahani imacheres, that maybe just stam, the extra words of imacheres come to teach us in regards to a star, as we saw at the top of the page, if you have another wife, if you marry the Amah Ibriya and another wife, that was a drush we made at the top, Manafshach, one way or the other, this should be the case that uh, an Amo Ivriya can be nicknamed Bishtar. Says the Gemara of Ravuna, Hi, Lo According to Ravuna, he didn't need to go through all of these hoops because he uh, he said already that the star of the Amo Ivriya was written similar to that of Aksuba. So we didn't need to come on to this second answer of Rav Chizda. According to Ravuna, who doesn't need to explain Lo Hi, Lo my Darshbe. What does he do with this Pasuk? Says the Gemara, the Pasuk of Lo that an Amo Ivriya has a different din in regards to injuries. We know, for example, that a regular Eved, not an Amo Ivriya, but a regular Eved, if his tooth falls out or if his eye falls out or any of his fingertips and other injuries, as we will soon see, that we know that they go that they go free. This is not true in regards to an Amaha Iriya. She does not go free with those kinds of, of injuries. I have Rav Chizda, where do you learn that din from? If Rav Hun is learning it from the Pasuk of Lotzei and you already used it to teach us about a star, so where do you learn this from? Why is the Pasuk more full with the word the double language of Tzai? I can learn two words. And therefore, Rav Chizda says, Rav Chizda says that from the Pasuk of Lose Tzai Kitzai Savadim, I learned two things. Number one, I learned that an Amah Ibriya can be nicknamed Bishtar. And number two, I learned that if she does get injured in a way where a fingertip falls off, her tooth falls out, or by injury, she does not go free. And that brings us to the two dots. More than halfway down, Antezayin Abedal, the Gemara says, Vikones Atzmo Bishanim, that an Eved can acquire himself in years. Where, where do we know this from? That six years is, a, is the minimum and maximum term. Without uh, without becoming a nirza, says the Gemara, no problem at all. This is an easy one. And we could finish the pasuk. So he works for six years and he goes free. That's how we know that years can be a form of an eved leaving his abdus. And then we said yovel that as well when we hit the yovel, the fiftieth year, the eved also goes free. So let's say the sixth year is interrupted. By Yovel, he goes free. How do we know? That uh, up until the Yovel, he works free, and then he goes free. The Mishnah had also said that if a person pays off what he's worth, if he somehow finds money and he was worth $600 and he was paid, paying $100 a year, so on year three, he could pay the balance of $300 and then go free. How do we know that works? As the Pasuk says, we're two-thirds of the way down with the two dots. That she, that he can, she, excuse me, that she can uh, reduce her pidyon and she can go free. The Amo Ivriya can go free. 
Tana, we have a brisa, and this brisa is going to take us uh, not too long. Vikona es atzmo bekesef uveshvei kesef uveshtar, that uh, an evet can acquire himself, meaning make himself an evet with kesef, with money. Shvei kesef, that which is worth money, uveshtar. Vishlamo kesef, dechsev mikesef miknaso. I understand that you can make yourself an avid with money because the Pusik says you can make yourself an avid, um, you're at yourself an avid with money. Shvekesef nami, even that which is an equivalent of dollars. I don't know how we would view a check in halacha. Is a check dollars or is a check equivalent to dollars? It's very delayed. It's not automatic. It's, uh, I don't know. Right. It's, uh, Nah, if you pay, by, you pay by Zell, you got to do something. It's not, it's not money. It's that's the same thing as bringing it to the bank. Okay, but it's but it's instantaneous. There's no like delay of time. You can't take it to Seven Eleven. It's not cash. It's not right. cash. Okay. These are discussions of posting credit cards for yeah. more complicated. Credit cards are more complicated because they're there you're paying the credit card company and the credit card company pays the vendor and then you owe the credit card money. So that's already super indirect. Debit cards are better than credit. These are all Shilas and Postkin about how we lose a little bit. Huh? Yeah. No, but I, I remember I was told that I had to, my wife's ring, I had to buy it in cash. You can't do it with a check? No check, no credit card. It had to be. I don't know if that's a Khumra, if that's a Dina, I have no idea. But that sounds, it makes sense that cash is the right way that's to go. I wrote a check. Or, or if it's, or if you, if you pay the credit card and then you, if you, if you pay your credit card bill down after you buy the ring, does that count also? Because you're done now. Now all of your money is out of hand. What if you pay the credit card first? I'm just raising a case scenario that if, if I if I put money on a credit card and Chase says, fine, I'm paying New York Jewelers. And then I go and for my checking account, I go on Chase and I pay the 40, 50, 60 dollars of the ring. My transactions are done. They have their money come out instantly within a day. Mm-hmm. And I paid off. I'm done. All the, now there's still stuff happening, but is that considered a payment? That's what you're talking about. I don't know. But anyways, how do we view Shvekasef Nami? That's based on the Pesach Yashiv Gula. So the word Yashiv is extra. Amarachmana. The Rabbo Shvekasef Kikasef. That Ladina, you can make yourself into an Ebed with Shvekasef as well, and that's based on the Pesach. Elai Shtar Hechidami. What's the case of the Shtar that we're talking about? Ilema Dekasev Leishtara Adme Adme. If you're saying you're writing a Shtar for your value, the Shtar says I'm worth X, and here's a Shtar. I'm going to pay you Hainu Kasef. That sounds like a check. It's very similar to a check, actually. If you want to say that what the Pasuk is talking about in regards to Shtar, not the Pasuk, what the Bryce is talking about in regards to Shtar is that he's going free. You don't need to write a Shtar for the Ebed to go free. Shtar Lamali, you should go in front of two people and say, Zeal, this guy is welcome to go free. You don't need a Shtar for that. Or Inami Ba'ape Bedina, go in front of Bezdin. And say zeal. So Amarava, what do we see from here? Zosomeres, there's a diuk from here. And again, this requires time. That Eved Ivri Gufo Kanui, that the Eved's body is actually owned by the master. And therefore, in such a case, when a Rav is trying to be Mochel on the balance of the cost of the Eved, he's not allowed in Garon Mochel. So how does he then uh, free that person? It can only be Bishtar, Vaharaya, that that's what it's talking about in the case of Shtar. And then we had said, Yisera alav Amho Ibriya, that the Amho Ibriya has another way that she goes free. And we spoke about the fact that when she becomes a Nara, when she's maybe Shtei Syros and she has Simonin, so then she gets to go free. That's two pubic hairs. So the Gemara is going to say that's a uniqueness that applies by an Amho Ibriya that doesn't apply by an Evid Ivri. By an Evid Ivri, the, the hairs don't change anything. So let's analyze this. So yeah, we're going to learn the Shita 
I should say, we're going to learn the approach of Reish Lakish, and then we're going to bat it around like a pinata and see how if it stands up the test of time. It says the Gemara, Amar Reish Lakish. In fact, this sugi will take us to the end of the day. Uh, and Amo Ivria can get her freedom when her father dies and she gets freed from the rishus of the master when her father dies. So let's say uh, Ruvain's daughter is Rachel and Rachel is Naamo Ivria to Shimon. When Ruvain dies, Rachel goes free from Shimon. And what's the Kalvachomer? When it comes to Simonin, when it comes to the Shtei Sairos, that when a, a Nara turns uh, in Simonin, she becomes a Nara, and then she doesn't leave her father's, uh, her, her father's house. She still is under her father's watch. But she does leave the house of the Adon. If, she, if Rachel was a Nara, she got Shtei Sairos under the, as, she, as an Amo Ibria, she goes free. So then Misa, by death, Fascinating. So the Gemara says that that seems to be Resh Lakish's Shita. Therefore, if uh, Rachel's father, Ruvain, dies, if she's an Amoha Ivriya to Shimon, she goes free with her father's death. They seem completely unrelated. They, they seem to have nothing to do with one another. The Gemara says that the Kalva Chomer is sufficient, that she would then go free. If Rachel's father died, then she's no longer an Amha Ibriya to her master. Says the Gemara, question number one of a number of questions. Mesve, hang on one second. Or really, Masiv Rev Hoshaya. We had learned in our Mishnah, Yeseira Alav, Amha Ibriya Shekonis Atma Bisimonin. We had said in our Mishnah that there's a uniqueness to the Amha Ibriya that when she is mevish de Cyros, she goes free. So asks the Gemara, if that's true, Vimisa, that she goes free when her father dies, Nisni Nami Misa why didn't the Mishnah detail that extra fact that she should go free? Right? You told me that she goes free from Simonin. If you're telling me that there's another way she goes free, and that's through Misa Sa'ab, don't leave it off the list. The Mishnah told us the many ways that a woman is, is Kona as Atzma. And if you're saying that Yaseira Allah, that we have an extra an extra chiddush that the Amma Ivria goes free with Cyrus when she becomes a when she has she's maybe Simonin, then you should add to the list another way. She goes free with Mizas Ha'ab. Why didn't you add that? Says the Gemara, ton of Ashir. It should it could have been taught, but it didn't need to be taught because it was among a couple of things that were left off the list. And whenever we have the answer of ton of Ashir, we always have the follow-up question. Says the Gemara, my Shir the high Shir. If this one was left out, namely, if the Kone es Atzma of the Amha Ivriya that her father died was not listed in the Mishnah, what else was not listed in the Mishnah that's in the same category? So says the Gemara, maybe we should say Shir Misas Ha'adam. Perhaps we should say that the death of the master, forget about uh, Ruvain, if Shimon dies, she goes free. And if you're going to say that that's what was missing, you can't say that because it was already listed somewhere else. Because the cave in the economy because the same rule applies by men. That's not an isha konis atzma. That applies across the board. Pasha, that's true. That's not what was left out. And if that's the case, you should have listed the misa sa'av is one of the ways that she's going to be konis atzma. So to that, the Gemara says, Tana. You're right. The Mishnah was only listing items that had a fixed aspect to them. For example, six years, 
right? When they get to six years, she goes free, fixed. We know exactly how long it is. But But the things that a woman is kona as atma that are not fixed in time, those things are not listed. So ask the Gemara, Bahasimanin was listed in our Mishnah, being maybe Shtei Cyrus was listed, we don't know when a, when this girl is going to, to grow, Shtei Cyrus. We have no idea. You just said that the theme of the Mishnah and the reason why Misa Sa'av was left off of our Mishnah as a way that a woman can go free as an Amah is because it's Dover HaKatsu. So therefore, six years works out and Misa Sa'av doesn't belong because it's not Katsu. We don't know when the father's going to die. But we have Akasha that in that very same Mishnah, we have Simon and Simon are also unpredictable. The Gemara gives a fascinating answer on the bottom line of Nazayin and Maralu. The Gemara says, Amar of Safra, Inlam Kitzvah you're saying, you're right. We don't know if she didn't grow these hairs when she was younger. We have no idea when she'll grow them. Let's say she didn't grow hairs when she was nine or 10. She, We don't know. She hasn't grown. So you're right. We don't know when she's going to grow the hairs. But on the bottom side of things, aval yeshlem kitzvah, as we turn to the top of tezayin, on the lower end, we actually do have a categorical place of even if she grew hairs, it wouldn't count. And that's considered to be cut. So take a look at Rashi. Rashi says on the top of the page, lamata, that if she got the, the grew the hairs at such a young age, and we're going to detail what this means, then that's not considered to be Shtei Cyrus. In fact, the Gemara says at the top of Tazayinam Ebez Tanya. What is the time frame in which a woman, a girl, I should say, who's beginning to grow these hairs in which they are meaningful? Says the Gemara Detanya. Ben Tesha Shanam Shuma. If a boy, and uh, by extension, even if a girl were to grow these hairs by the age of nine, um, then it's Shuma. Then we consider it to be like a mole. You know, sometimes when a person has a mole, the hairs grow out of the mole. If a person is underage, they're only nine years old and they grow hairs, that's not considered pubic hair. That's something else that's not considered shtei sairos. Mi ben tes shonim, from nine, ve'ad, yom echad, ad, yud be shonim, yom echad, ve'odan bo. If those two hairs are still there and the child grew new other hair, no other hair, that's a machlok, as shuma. Tanakama holds that's still the hair of a mole. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Simon, that it does count. And lastly, Everyone agrees that if a person is 13 years old and they grow new hairs, that those two hairs, not even if they grow no, new hairs, but those two hairs are then considered to be a simon. In short, we asked Akashia as to why it is that Misa Sa'ab was not listed. The Gemara answered that the reason why Misa Sa'ab was not listed is because our Mishnah is only talking about things that are katsub. And two examples of things that are katsub are Number one, the uh, six years is katsuv. And also, knowing that a girl who grows hairs uh, below the age of nine is invalid is also considered katsuv. We have an element of the growth of hair of simanim that's considered fixed. And that's all question number one against Reish Lakish. And here's question number two, Tazayin Amid five lines down, Masi Rav Rabshesha says he has another problem. We have a brisa that says as follows: Rib Shimon Omer Dalid Ma'anikin Lahen. There are four people who get gifts. Four scenarios where a person gets gifts, not people. Gimel Beish. Three of them apply to a man. The Gimel Beisha, and three of them apply to a woman. But not all of them can apply. Not all four answers can apply to everyone because some are limited to each gender. It can't be that. The four scenarios 
where people get gifts applied to either a man or a woman. Why? Because a boy who grows Shtei Cyrus doesn't go free. So that can't be a way that he's Kona Es Atzmo. And Ve'en Ritzia Be'isha. And a woman is not able to stay in servitude by deciding that she wants to get her ear pierced. Ve'im Isa. And if, in fact, you want to say, like Reish Lakish does, that by Misa Sa'av, that Rachel will go free from her servitude of Shimon as an Amahoiria, says the Gemara, Nisne Nami Misasa. Then you should say Misasaab in this Brisa, yet seemingly you didn't do that. If you want to say that really Misa Sa'ab was left out because of Tanavashir, that can't be. We can't say that there's Tanavashir. Why not? Because we have a very specific number of cases. So you can't say Tanavashir, even if you left one out. We don't have room to say that there's a second one that you left out because we have a maximum number of four. There only are four cases. So says the Gemara, Perhaps in this Mishnah, you want to say that these four items, three of which apply to a man and three to a woman, are things that have kitzvah, things that are fixed like the number of years of servitude, but things that aren't fixed like misa sa'av, they are not listed. We know that simanin are not katsub, says the Gemara. That's not true. We just learned at the top of the page that that's not true. If you want to say like Rav Safra did, that you're right that on the upper limit, there we don't know when a young girl is going to grow these shtei sairos, but on the lower limit, we know that they don't grow at the up until the age of nine. So if that's true, we still have a case of misas adon, which isn't katsub. We don't know when he's going to die, and that was listed as well. So it says the Gemara, Misas Adon Nami Loktani. It must therefore be that Misas Adon was also not written. So it says the Gemara, wait one second. Vela Arba, my Nihu. What are the four cases? And as we've already said in the Brisa, three of which apply to a man and three of which apply to a woman. Which of these four cases are there? We have Shanim, that applies to men and women. Viyovel, that applies to men and women. Those two things are things that free up a woman. The Yovel Shal Ritzia, that only applies to a man, because Ritzia only applies to a man. The Amaivrabasimanim, and that a woman goes free with Shte Cyrus, that only applies by women. So it says the Gemara Hachanami Mistabra. It's logical to assume that these are the four. We're um, a third of the way down on Tezainam at Bays. We're going to be stopping about 10 lines from the bottom of the page. This is logical because the Sefer says as follows. We had said that you can't say that all four of these apply to both men and women. Only three do. Because one of the four, which is Simanim, only applies by an Amah Ibriya. That doesn't apply by a man. The piercing of the ear only applies by a man and not by a woman. And if you want to say, like, like Rish Lakish recommended, that really a woman goes free from Shimon when her father Ruvain dies. If you want to say that, then that's a fourth one. Because we have three that already apply. And if we look at the list, we can count them. We have Shanim, we have Yovel, we have Simonim. And now here's a fourth one, Misasa'ab. Shmamina, that in fact, this is the case that we reject the Shita of Reish Lakish.
Says the Gemara, another question. Masi Rav Amram. Rav Amram asks a question. There are case scenarios where when a, this particular person leaves servitude, that they are given gifts by the Baal. In these four cases, these are people who go free and get gifts. You have a person who's been there for six years, a person who's been there for, been there for 50 years, a person whose Adon died, and an Amar Ibn and says the Gemara, Misa of Reish Lakish is right that perhaps uh, by Misa Sa'av she'll go free from her Baal, from her from her Adon, excuse me. Then Nami Misa Sa'av. Then Rav Amram's Brisa should have included the case of Misa Sa'av. If you want to say that really it does apply that Misa Sa'av is the case, it's true, and Reish Lakish is right, and you want to argue that Tanavashir. And Misa Sa'ab was left out from this b'risa, among other things. That's not possible because our b'risa says, it says that these are it. These imply exhaustive. This is it. This is our list. If you want to say that the reason why this list is listed the way that it is is because everything in that list is katsu, like years in Yovel, that's not true. That's not true. Because we have simanim, and we already said that simanim are not katsu. And that's uh, one side of the argument. But And even if you want to say, like Rav Safra, that there is an aspect of simanim that are katsu, it doesn't matter. Included in this list explicitly in the b'risa that Rav Amram brought. And this b'risa talks about misas adon. So it says the Gemara, we therefore reject the shita of Reish Lakish. What that means is that Reish Lakish wanted to say that when Rachel's father died, she's no longer in servitude as an Amho Ivria. We reject Reish Lakish. And therefore, when Rachel's father dies, she remains in servitude to Shema. Says the Gemara, how can you reject this outright, even if you have your own svaras? It doesn't matter. Reish Lakish gave a Kalvachomer. Kalvachomers are very strong. And they're more powerful than the questions that you just pose. We'll find an answer to your questions. But if Reish Lakish has a real Kalvachomer, then you have nothing to really argue with. Says the Gemara, Kalvachomer Prichahi. It's actually a brittle Kalvachomer. It's not a great Kalvachomer. Because there's really no comparison between Within the Kalva Chomer of Reish Lakish, where he compared the Simonin to Misa, uh, Misa Sa'av, there is a difference that Ikala Mifrach, the Mala Simonin Shenishtane Haguv, that when it comes to Simonin, when it comes to her growing Shtei Syros, that's a din and a change in her body. Before the Shtei Syros, she wasn't a Naira, now she is a Naira. However, Tomar Vimisa Sa'av, Shekin Lonishtane Haguv, when her father dies, her body doesn't change. There's no hair growth. One thing doesn't connect to the other. So says the Gemara, not a Raya. And seemingly from here, we reject the Shita of Resh Lakish outright. And if we were poskim, which we're not, we would assume from our Gemara that if a woman were to be an Amma Ivriya to Shimon and her father Ruvain dies, we would not say like Resh Lakish that she goes free, yet rather she remains in servitude. Two thirds of the way down, another 15 lines or so, we have a Stira and Brysas. The one Brisa says, Enek Ever Ivri the gift of an Ever Ivri goes to himself. Brisa number one says that the Amho Ivriya gets the gifts when she leaves. The Tanya another Brisa seems to disagree. Not to herself, but that when an Amo Ivriya goes free, that her findings and her enek, the gifts, go to her father, not to her. And the only thing that the Rab, that her master, gets is the amount of time 
that she spent working for him. So says the Gemara, my love, how do we understand these b'risas? One's talking about where she's free because of simonin. In the first case where we say it's uh, it's le'atzma, that's where her father died. In the second case where it goes to her father, that's where she's nafka b'simonin. Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down low. That's not the right way to understand the b'risas. Really, bro- both b'risas, e-d-v-e-d, both b'risas, the nafka b'simonin, are talking about a case where she does have shte saros, she has two hairs. And in one case, her father's alive. And in one case, her father's not alive. So it analyzes the Gemara further as, as follows. I could understand the Brisa, which says that she gets the Enek, she gets the gifts. And it's to teach us that her brothers don't get the gift. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, in regards to the gifts that a brother that a, that an Amo Ivriya gets for herself, I might have thought, Osam that by non-Jews they go to the Bnechem, but but the sister doesn't fall to the brothers as an Amo Ivriya. That if there are certain rights that a father had from his daughter and the father dies, we don't pass on those rights to the brothers. Ella, what about the second brisa, the second part of the brisa? I should say Ella enek al Ella enek ever ivri laatzma pshita. The fact that the gifts uh, that come out after ever uh, ivri that they go to this person in particular, that's obvious. Ella leman, who else would it have gone to? So the Gemara responds, Amar of Yosef Yud Koras Kachazina Hacha. I've never seen this in Shas. Yud Karas Kachazin Hacha. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says 15 lines from the bottom. Dibrahamaskal Yud Karas. Yud Shehiktana. Yud, which is a small letter, Asa Ir Gedola, was made into a large city. It's a mashal. And Rashi explains in the last four words, Klamar, Herich Mishnah He lengthened the Mishnah for no good reason. Namely, when the Brysa said, Enek Ever Ivri that you're right, it's completely extra and unnecessary, and we learn nothing from it. That's very difficult. Why would we ever do that? But nevertheless, the Gemara says that there are times where an Evet, where a, or an Evet, where a Brisa may have some extraneous words. Abai disagrees. Abai Amar, no. The reason why we have the Brisa, which says, Enek is not Pshita. Rather, it's Hachi Amar of Sheshes Hamani, it's Tutoihu. Tutoi was the name of Atana. Titania, Tutoi Omer, Lo. That we have a preclusion that we're talking about to him and not to his Balchov, namely, that if the Ebed Ha'ibri owed money to another person, these gifts don't go to the other person, they remain with him. Therefore, we needed our Brysa to be explicit about it. We're going to stop right here at Gufa, which is 10 lines or so from the bottom of the page. I'll make a recording and post at some point tomorrow. Wishing you all a beautiful night. We're back together in person again, probably Friday morning, but I'll post about that too. Good night.